Well, uh, today's service is going to be uh, very, very different. Maybe the first uh, one of its kind for, for some of you. I'm not sure. Uh, but we'll see <clears throat> if it is or is not. But uh, hopefully it's, uh, prayerfully, it will be a blessing and an honor to, honor to the Lord and a blessing to, to you guys. Um, if we can go to the, uh, the first slide. Oh, Jesus. We're going to begin in uh, Proverbs chapter 24. By wisdom a house is built. Through understanding it is established. Through knowledge its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. So Father, we just come before you and we just thank you for what you're doing in this place. And I just ask that all of our hearts could just be ready to receive of your goodness. Be able to grow our knowledge and understanding of you, Lord. Amen. So, uh, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. These are three things that are obviously uh, three words that describe some level of intellect. Uh, And it dawned on me that we have been spending, oh boy, about three months now on the different heroes of faith. And so the first one that we uh, did, or the first character we looked at, was uh, Abel. Uh, and, the, and the last one uh, that we did was Samson. And, um, you yeah, know, I was thinking about this, and I was like, wow, you know what? <clears throat> we've, we've done a lot. And uh, how much of this do we actually remember? Kind of. Next slide, please. Uh, as Kevin uh, more famously said, uh, knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is not putting it in a fruit salad. I don't know if you guys remember that wonderful uh, sermon, okay? Good, so you remember that. Humor. Right, humor you guys get, you remember. Uh, yeah, but, you know, it really, um, there is this difference between knowledge, uh, wisdom, and understanding, right? And so wisdom largely is a, is a level of application uh, that is used. And um, if you can go to the next slide. And so here we go. I'm going to get uh, a little teacher-like on you. Um, I've been teaching in uh, public school and also at a, a private college for about 11 years now. Uh, and uh, so this time of year, the kids, we start to, you know, slow down a little bit. We start to uh, reflect on the things that we've learned and get ready for the, uh, the infamous final exam. Don't worry. We're not going to have a final exam here. Uh, but there are some principles that I would like to bring into the, into the church here. And uh, what we have here is a 30, 60, and 90 rule. And we'll put it this way. Uh, education, uh, well, I guess we would call them uh, EDDs or doctorates in education. Those who study not just, just the content of information, but those who study what's called pedagogy, which is like the way to deliver knowledge. It's called pedagogy, right? You have to take these classes in school. Uh, Ashley probably downstairs, right? she's another resident teacher, Annabelle as well, uh, will recall like those classes that you have to take on how do you deliver content. Uh, but with that being said, uh, <clears throat> they have uh, done the studies, and now uh, what we do, uh, Selena will know this stuff as well, what pedagogy is, but uh, it has been uh, studied that uh, kids and adults will remember 30% of content if they do the following. What do you think it is? Only 30%. No. Nope. Hear it. Just listen. So, 
Now, outside of the Holy Spirit, which is a big thing, outside of the Holy Spirit, every sermon have you ever heard, you'll be fortunate enough to remember 30% of it. Uh, I would be more uh, likely to incline 30% of every sermon that you hear, which is a big difference. If you could recall, like, everything of, of 30 set sermons out of 100, I'd be like, wow, that's amazing. Uh, we're talking like 30% of a sermon you're going to remember. So when you leave here today, you'll, 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 you know, hopefully you'll know more. But when you typically leave a Sunday, you're going to uh, recall a decent amount of it. It was just like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, by, by next week, you're like, all right, so I think he, you know, I think he used this scripture verse and they taught on Samson or they taught on Moses. There's a little, you'll remember about 30%. And it's nothing against you. It has been proven this is, in fact, just how the brain operates. So 60 to 70, 60 to 70, I gave it a little bit of a spread. 60 to 70 percent, what do you think that would be? You would remember 60 to 70 percent of this. And Michelle, the teacher, don't, don't respond. All right. Close. Writing down. So... Those people who write notes down uh, from sermons or the kid in class that's writing all the notes down, uh, what happens here is when your physical nature, right, you're doing something kinesthetic and you're getting your body involved in it, your brain triggers and brings more senses into the educational environment, and then you will remember at least twice as much, right, just by a simple act of writing. So if you got up and you did stuff, right, it, it changes. So 90%. So how do we remember 90%? I heard, heard someone say it, Sharon. Uh, it doesn't have to be necessarily ourselves, which probably would occur at some point. But when we teach another person, you remember 90% of the content. Okay? So, you know, I'm blessed that I'm able to study during the week. If I just study during the week and just read, you know, next week I'll probably only remember 30% being honest. But because I'm teaching you guys, all right, it's going to stick a little bit more. So what we were getting at here is that teaching or rather doing allows you to remember and understand. Let me go to the next slide, please. Uh, knowledge comes from learning. Wisdom comes from living. Now, I'm not trying to dispel the scriptures that say that, right, the beginning of wisdom is fearing the fear of the Lord is being given wisdom. So I'm not saying that this goes against Scripture, right? But when we really fear the Lord, I believe that we're going to be motivated to do something. And so when we do stuff, when we engage the kingdom of God, when we become the hands and the feet of the Lord Jesus, well, we're going to do more for the kingdom, but we're also going to retain and understand more of the information. So before we even go any further into heroes of faith, what we have here are our heroes of faith that we've studied. And we have the quote-unquote things that we learned about them. So this is not a quiz, but this is for us to actually do something with it, right? So we're going to do something right as a congregation to try to engage the material a little better. So I have two people that are going to help me, uh, Dan and also Alan. 
Uh, if you guys can stand up. The reason why I chose them is because they're like six feet or taller. All right? So I think the easiest way to do this is not to look at the name because that's going to be even harder. But if we look at the, the stories that they have told us or their witness. So, Dan, we're actually going to begin all the way to the left. You may need a, uh, a chair. But can anyone with their raising of a hand, uh, which hero of faith articulates the testimony of that we need to be a sacrifice, we need to lay down our lives for our brother? The hand? Abel. Good. Dan, if you can peel that off. And we're, that's all right, man. And we're going to do something with this. So if you can actually just like stick it right underneath Abel. We can see the association. All right, next. You are a priest that we are to minister to God, but also minister to people. Uh, there's a couple of these folks that can do uh, a bunch of it. But uh, Mario. What's that? Tori? Josh McCabe could be another good one. I'll we'll pause on that one for a moment. Maybe by process of elimination, we'll be able to see. Throughout here, a lot of these cannot actually double up. Okay? Problem. Uh, you are a priest. I'm sorry, that's what we just did. To wrestle with God is eventually just simply to surrender with Jesus. So, that's Jacob, right? So, if you can come on down and uh, put that underneath Jacob's name, that'd be wonderful. <clears throat> I do not always try to force things, but we in fact need to re- rely on the Lord, and we need to speak. And we talked about that. Our speaking is praise and thanksgiving. We don't have to just do, 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 but sometimes we need to speak to the rock. This is worse than public school. He's a pastor, you know, he knows all this already. Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. But you're correct. So, Good. Uh, walking with God is a partnership. He wants to partner with us. He doesn't care about all the stuff that you do, do, do. He really just wants to walk with you and be in relationship with you. We'll try to get some new hands here. Or as I say in school, I like to see like different armpits for a change. Yeah. Uh, you could totally walk, you totally could put uh, Abraham in that. Uh, but for our purposes, we did Enoch. Enoch, yep, Enoch. Uh, the Lord will raise up those things in life that he wants resurrected. He will raise up those things in life. So what we have here is something that bring, comes to death and then brings forth life. We have to lay things down on the altar. The altar. Isaac. Yeah. Through trials, we are a light of the kingdom to the lost. Through trials, we are a light. Well, that's actually embarrassing because I didn't put the the person up. Oh, bummer. I didn't put it up there. Does anyone know which Bible character that is? going to be, uh, we were going off of Joseph. Joseph went through various trials and tribulations, and he was a light to his brothers. 
So we can leave that back there. We'll, uh, we'll fix that for a second period. Uh, two perceptions. There's an earthly perception and then a heavenly perception. And we can look at our giants as nourishment and a learning experience where the glory of the Lord can be revealed. Joshua and Caleb, there we go, good. <clears throat> the kingdom goes forward with deliberate action, purposeful action. This one was a little different. We'll hold off and see if we can get someone else involved. If not, we'll bring, we'll bring Kevin. Good. It's Dr. Martin Luther King and Rabbi Heschel, which we were talking about how they were modern-day Joshua and Caleb's how in the civil rights movement they did something, right? They had to step out and walk and do something. And we're using that as an example that we need to go out and do stuff. Uh, Jesus, or Yeshua, is the ultimate revelation of grace and the wrath of God. We must remember those that are still in the rain. All right, good. Noah, glad the principal's not here. I'll get low marks for classroom management. All right. Yeah, remember those outside of the ark, those who need to hear the gospel message. They're in the rain, man, and their screams cry out, right? Be like the Sea of Galilee, freely receive, freely give. Do not be like the Dead Sea that just receives but yet does not give out and then produces death. Good, the Jordan River, right? It was the notion of the Jordan River receives fresh water but also gives out fresh water. Good. Be a family. Nourishment, investing each other. Good, Deborah, which will be out in the front there, Alan. And uh, do not choose the ways of the world, choose the ways of the kingdom. Uh, that is going to be uh, Samson. Good. So maybe if you could just stick it on the wall next to it, that'd be great. So I said, through trials, we are a light of the kingdom to the lost. That was supposed to be uh, Joseph, but I didn't write that down. So that leaves us with, you are a priest, Abraham, okay? So, right, we have this notion, we were talking about how the first 11 chapters of the Bible sets the stage for the coming of a priestly people. Uh, That priestly people being uh, the Jewish people who we get to adopt ourselves into because of Jesus, right? So we get to be priests that minister to God, but also minister to one another. Great. Awesome, you guys did well. Clap it up. Better yet. <clears throat> you can just write it right on there. <clears throat> Great. All right, so by wisdom, a house is built, okay? So it's the notion of, all right, let me go to the next slide. I believe I have that verse back up there again. Uh, right? By wisdom, a house is built through understanding and is established through knowledge. Rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. So we may uh, learn a lot of things uh, here, hopefully, or in our walk. Uh, but fine. They're, they're treasures and they are good things. But understanding and wisdom is this notion of application. Uh, and so we need to apply things. So we just did a little bit in a kind of a, in a, in, in a kitschy but fun way. We go to the next slide here. Uh, not to bore you with pedagogy too much, but if we take a look, there is a difference between knowledge, understanding, and application. Okay? Knowledge is facts. I, use, I do this all the time. It's like this annoying kid. I'm like, yeah, you know, the, uh, they flew the F-16 in Vietnam, and I'm like showing a picture, and there's like this kid. It's like, well, Mr. Greenockle, don't you know that actually the, the F-16 
was not uh, built until uh, 1982, so then therefore that could not be possible. I'm like, hey, man, I don't have a History Channel uh, subscription, but righto, man. Facts. Facts. Facts are good. The reality here, as I say to the kids in the 21st century uh, uh, workforce, facts, you can just ask your phone. You know? So facts are facts. And hey, facts are good. They're facts. Like, you know, what scripture verse? I don't know, and I'm not good with numbers, so I, I look it up. Okay. Uh, so knowledge, facts, information, memory, and then the, uh, the, the ultimate of that would be the scholar that knows all these random facts that can do really well at, at Quizzo or Jeopardy. Okay? Understanding, though, is when we take these facts and we move them into meaning. We start to understand not just information, but the principles of why and how things are happening. We understand the reason for things, not just that we remember that it happened. And we're not just a scholar filled with information, but we have now the ability to teach others at some extent, right? So that would be understanding a concept, right? We go to the next level. But wisdom, wisdom would actually be essentially the application of all this. So we got the facts, we understand the meaning behind it, but what do you do with it next? All right, we have information, we're understanding the principles, but how do we apply it to the real world? How do we actually step out and do something? All right, we have a memory of information. We have the reasons of why we should be memorizing this stuff. But now wisdom would take that stuff and move it into action. And what I really love here is scholars, teachers, and then, of course, wisdom practitioners. You see... We, as children of the Most High God, are not meant to be in the ivory tower of just simple academia. Uh, that's how you become a Pharisee. We are called to be yet teachers and also practitioners. We are called to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We are called to encounter the lost. So if we just sit here and we receive, receive, receive information, I'm telling you, one, you're going to forget 60 to 70% of all that information anyway. But two, who cares? Now, fine, it's good for you in the moment, but in a couple days, you're going to forget. You're going to forget. If you remembered all the sermons that a pastor has taught you, I'm not saying me, but throughout your whole Christian walk, you would be like the next, like, R.C. Sproul. He's like this big, like, theologian. You'd be like, you'd know so much, but we forget so much. Because God actually made us to be people that We're meant to be practitioners, practicing the presence of the Lord, practicing the gospel, practicing sharing the good news. And what's so wonderful is a practitioner sometimes gets it wrong because it's practicing. It doesn't say perfectioning. Wisdom is not being a perfectioning, making sure that you get everything right and you know everything and you do it the right way the first time. No. Practice is practice. And you can make mistakes. You're allowed. And once you say that to yourself, it's like, oh, I can live life now. But you got to practice. Those who don't practice, well, fine. You're just going to remember 30% of stuff and then move on. Go to the next slide, please. Ecclesia is the Greek word for church. In Hebrew, it's ke'ilah. Meaning a congregation. Ecclesia, church. is where we get the name church from. And actually, it does not mean a building. It 
literally means called out ones, a called out assembly, a called out group of people. We are called out from the world. We're called out from the lost. And the last, or second to last, really. One of my favorite scripture verses that really creates panic inside of the hearts and minds of people. Next slide, Jim. Next slide, I'm sorry. 1 Corinthians 14, 26. What then shall we say, brothers, when you come together, everyone has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. All these must be done for the strengthening of the church. So when we come together, it's not Dave teaches and Mario sings. It's for all of you are to do something. Because the New Testament understanding is this understanding of wisdom. You need to practice what you're doing. You need to do it. People don't like this. And kids don't like it in the school. It is so much easier just to sit on your desk and be like, all right, let me just write things down. I tell the kids on the first day of, of class, like, I'm telling you right now, we're not taking uh, multiple choice tests. Like, what? What do you mean? It's like, well, actually, overseas, they call them, uh, they call them American tests. I'm like, which boss is going to hire you? 40 grand, 50 grand, 100 grand, whatever salary you want to make, right? And they're going to be like, you know what? I'm going to hire you and pay you a salary. And by the way, I, I, I know the correct answer to this problem. And uh, I would like you to tell me what I already know. Can you please tell me A, B, C, or D? Which one is correct? No one's going to pay you to do that. So why do you do it? I tell when I walk down to the cafeteria and I see my, my, my I, literally, I literally see my 10th grade math teacher. Because I teach at the school that I graduated from. And every day I'm like, she's so going to ask me this formula. I'm like, hi. Fish sticks look pretty good today, aren't they? And I could just see her being like, do you remember the blah, 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 blah theorem? I'm like, oh, no, I don't. So I tell the kids, what does it matter? You're not going to remember this stuff. I said, but you know what? Out of all the things I learned in math class, there's something I do remember. A squared plus B squared equals C squared. They're like, what? The Pythagorean theorem? I'm like, yeah, I know that. I remember A squared plus B squared equals C squared. And the reason why is because it comes very handy when you're building things. I don't remember the chemical compound for sugar. I don't remember that. But I do remember, how do you figure out like, how much paint you need on your wall? How do you determine surface area? See, when you do things, then you remember. So, we'll go to the next slide. We're going to close out service today with doing things. You're going to introduce yourself to one another in groups in a moment. Yes, ladies Well, all the introverts will get together. But if you're an introvert, I would, uh, I would suggest that you pray underneath the banner of Dr. Martin Luther King and Rabbi Heschel. You introduce yourself to one another. What you're going to do is discuss what the lesson of faith means to you. Meaning you're going to go in a corner of the sanctuary and or I got the air conditioning rolling in here. If you really need some more room, you can come in here. Uh, and what we're going to do is first just introduce yourself 
Two, discuss what the lesson of faith means to you. Three, share your struggle. If you're like, man, I really have a hard time uh, laying down my life for my brother. I, I just, I just like, I can't do this. At work, they drive me nuts. How am I supposed to give up my life as a sacrifice? Talk about that struggle a little bit. And then pray for one another. Because now we're teaching one another. Now we're engaging one another. Now we're hashing out and doing something. But now here's the real hard one. It's really not that hard. It's going to be hard for some. Get a phone number of a person that you're going to spend the rest of eternity with. And call them this week. Yo, how was it going at work? I know we were praying on Sunday. It was difficult, but I'm here for you. Guys, look around. Whether you like it or not, we are going to be spending eternity with each other. We better start getting used to each other now. Sorry, Joe. I understand. What's that? Oh. So, I'm going to leave this on the screen, and I'm going to call some people out, whether, whether you struggle with this or not. I just, I just think that you'd be a good leader for that. So, um, Alan, can you get uh, the ABLE papers? You're just going to grab, stand over here. People will come to you if they're, if they're needing that. Okay? So if you can get yourself situated, that'd be great. Uh, after uh, Abel was Enoch. Uh, Mario, if you can take Enoch and just head into the corner. Uh, Jill, can you take Abraham and go into another corner? Uh, Noah, Kate, can you take Noah? Pastor Ramon, can you take Isaac? Michelle, can you take Jacob, please? Um, Bill, can you take Moses, please? Annabelle, can you grab Joshua and Caleb? Maybe Brian can uh, peel that off for you. It's a little higher up there. Leslie, can you take Dr. Martin Luther King? Oh, no, we just did that one, right? No, yeah. Leslie, if you could do Dr. King and Rabbi Heschel. Selena, if you could take the River Jordan, since you're a teacher. What do we have left? River Jordan. Joseph. Uh, Joseph Kelly, you, you can disarm anyone on planet Earth with your sincerity and your openness. So you're going to take Joseph. You have a gift, bro. You really does. Michelle, did you, is that yours, Jacob? Cool. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, Brian, can you uh, switch with your wife? Annabelle, if you can take uh, Deborah. And is there anyone left uh, that maybe Samson just stands at you? If not, I heard there's a rumor in our midst uh, that there's someone who actually has the birth name Samson, so that could work well. Yeah, can you believe that? It's a rumor on the street. Well, would anyone like to would anyone like to do it? I don't want to force anyone. Tori, all right, great. Uh, would you rather have Samson? All right, Tori, if you can do the River Jordan only, because I know Selena, this makes her feel a little uncomfortable. So, this is how we're going to work it. You're going to go to the person that you feel, it, it, it seems to be, this is something that you want to work on. 
you are going to just quickly just uh, introduce yourself, discuss the lesson briefly, because it is getting a little later with worship. Uh, you're going to share your struggle briefly. The big thing is going to be praying for one another and getting a phone number, okay? So you're going to do that. When you guys are done, whenever you feel like, hey, you're done, just either come back in here. Maybe at that time we'll be doing some more worship or go downstairs for uh, the cafe, whatever it may be, okay?